Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking to Jared Schwab from Alpha West, and we're talking about the current state of the industry. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, The Ultimate Pool Tools, SPPA, Blu-ray Excel, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. Mr. Zacharias, good whoa, morning. Whoa, How whoa, you doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. That was amazing. You did it. Did I deliver? 100%. Right? See? Sometimes you just got to get up and just do it. You know what I mean? You overthink it. I got to stop practicing. You overthink it. Yeah. You sit there and you're like, do re me. You're clearing your throat, drinking lemon water with a little bit of honey and getting all. And then you just jump into it and you do it and you just knocked it out the park. Wow. So let's seize the moment here. We're on podcast number 130, so it only took 129 shots to get it right. You got it. And let's congratulate Edgar right now on a successful podcast introduction. I think seriously, the first one, there was no Himmons, there was no like pauses, there was like you were like smooth. It was perfect. Yeah, no mumbling and bumbling. Good job. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that, boys. John, thank Welcome. you. I appreciate right. that. So back to Mr. Zach. Zacharias. I'm good. I'm good. I know I talked to you a little bit, but we went to the Southwest show yesterday, took all the guys hung out and it was a really good time. I want to give a big shout out to Jeanette and Brian Crisson. So we were waiting in line to get in for the Florida open. And I was looking, I was like, wait, that's Jeanette. And so I got to see Jeanette and I know the guys had a really good time. It was a nice break from the monotony of going out and doing service every single day. So it was fun. That's awesome. Mr. JJ Flawless, how you doing, man? It sounds like I'm doing better than Zach. Zach, you're not feeling well, brother? You have a little sniffles? He's got yeah, the sniffles I, again. Uh, I guess I'm getting older and my immune system sucks or something. Oh, that sucks. He hits 29 and I know, it's all right? down. I know, right? I'm getting older and I'm like, dude, this guy, <laughs> like, older. <laughs> 29 and he's done. I'll take it. I'll take it. 29. We'll stick with that. No, man, I'm doing great. 
It's been a busy, busy week. Put in a blast yesterday. Got another one going tomorrow. We've got four heaters. Got some automation going in. And I'm pumped up and ready to rock and roll. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with Jared. Two years ago, we started this journey, or a little over two years ago, when we had like the state of the industry type podcast, forewarning and predicting some future changes that we were going to have to go through as a industry. And it was interesting to see it all unfold and some of the things that we talked about, especially Jared giving us some really good insight on things that we can expect as business owners in the pool industry and things we should prepare for to make sure that we're armed and we're ready to be as agile and as prepared as possible so that we don't allow fluctuations in the economy and to be detrimental to our business. So here we are again on the As we say, the pendulum swings from one end dramatically to the other, and it works the same way. Economies usually like that. Politics is usually like that. You go one way, and then it swings hard to the next. Though I don't think it's going to be quite a swing to the opposite direction, but I'm looking forward to listening to some of Jared's insights and what we can expect moving forward for the rest of this year and years to come. Absolutely, and love talking to Jared because we always get some different insights. And Jared, I want to say that it's like you tend to have this prediction thing that you got going on out there. So no pressure whatsoever. We're just expecting some new predictions from you. Good morning. How you doing? He's our he's our Voltron. What is it called? Remember the movie Big, where you go there, the fortune teller, right? Yeah. Get out the crystal ball. Hold on a second. Right. Right. No no pressure. But what we're going to talk about probably for the next two years falls into this podcast into what you're going to say. Also too. We're much more advanced, Jared, than we were two and a half years ago. Much more advanced. Now we have abilities to take clips and save snippets. And I think we're going to create a website that says the almighty Jared and predictions and like Nostradamus type thing, but for the pool industry. And we're going to have quotes that you said, and we're going to place bets on them. (laughs) Membership based, and then they have to pay to get from what Jared says. And so they'll be able to take the negative. We did pretty well at the end of 2020. Wait. Oh, I love it. See the confidence. You're batting a thousand. (laughs) So we'll try again here in February 2023. So we'll do like pool predictions, 2023.com. You know what's going to come. But no, it's. uh, You joke, Jared, but the clip is going to be pool predictions, 2023. Dude, I'm kidding you right now. Look, if you notice, Edgar multitasks, and we have a team of people. We seriously do. We have a team of people that do like web design, right, and work on audio, video, and stuff like that. And Edgar is sending us messages right now saying, okay, let's put this website up. Let's secure the domain name. This is what I want it to look like. I'm telling you, that's what he's doing. He's going to have like FanDuel or DraftKings in the background, like starting to do predictions and uh, take some odds, take some juice off the top for Pool Nation, whatever it may be. But, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, we're all students of the marketplace and conditions that are changing. But we, and it's really we, the Alpha West organization, which is made up of a bunch of individuals, we get a lot of data points, right? We're fortunate to represent things that maybe heavily cater to a builder or heavily cater to a service professional or heavily cater to a retail dealer. So we get a lot of different data points and we're interacting with all segments of our business, including our distributor, excuse me, distributor partners. So ultimately we have a lot of information at our fingertips that allow us to help each one of those partners understand what we're seeing from our perspective, what's coming from the innovation side, and what are we going to deal with as headwinds in the marketplace due to whether it be supply issues 
or it be overall inventory issues that are in the surplus mode or whatever it may be. So ultimately that helps a ton. And then obviously you guys know I have a passion for paying attention to the market on a macro, whether that be the bond market or the stock market or just the commodity markets and there's so many different marketplaces out there, and they all show you different indications of what's to come, both on the lagger side and the leader side. Yeah, it's fun. You bring up a good point there. Alpha West, right? You guys represent a good amount of manufacturers out there, right? There's a lot of products, and chances are if you put you had a dartboard and you had manufacturers on that dartboard and you threw a dart, chances are whoever you landed on, you guys represent. It makes sense when you think about it because you get, instead of sometimes if you work for one corporation or one company, sometimes they can be going through some trials and tribulations, which are just puts them on an island and not necessarily in industry-wide, where you get to see almost like an average. And if you start to see an issue from one manufacturer than another manufacturer, then you're able to see trends that are happening. And you can take it from there, or opposed to just living in your own little bubble, dealing with whatever issues might only be contained amongst that particular manufacturer, or opposed to you get to see it more of an industry-wide lens. And that's a very unique perspective. And you get the perfect trifecta, right? You deal with the manufacturers, and you have that in. You have distribution, you have that in. And then most importantly, you have the consumer, which is us, the people. So you get to see it from all aspects. So that does give you, put you in a position to where you do have a crystal ball. But it's more of just paying attention and just reading the tea leaves and reading the writing on the wall and not just turning your head to it and pretending it's not air. You just, you see what you see, you put it together and you make sense of it. And that's why we really appreciate all your insight. And some people that might be listening, a lot of times they go, what does this really have to do with me? What does this really have to do with me? And this doesn't really affect me. And that's the problem that I think a lot of small business owners have. And they don't really prepare and they don't see the bigger picture. You don't just live on an island and it's not just about you. And if the minute you get to understand how other decisions from other companies and manufacturers and other people that play a vital role in the industry that you're in, how it can affect you, then it's going to be hard for you to be prepared for, for good times and bad times. And it's not just the bad times that you have to be prepared for so that you don't screw yourself over. More importantly, it's the good times that might be coming up. And, and are you able to capitalize and maximize on that opportunity? Or you just get what you can and take what you can where you had a huge, like we were just talking on the live, which was funny. We were talking about the tablets, right? And trichlor. And we just took the advice and we went out and bought $100,000 worth of tablets. We could have double, tripled our money. It's simple things like that. Unfortunately, by the time you realize that this stuff is important, it's almost too late or you missed a huge opportunity or you've bled out a lot more than you should have. So I urge people that are listening right now. And sometimes this type of crap gets a little boring or they don't really think, so how's it going to help me close another deal? Step back a little bit and look at it from a business perspective, a business owner perspective and think about it. And then I promise you it'll help prepare you because when you start to see things happen a year from now or a month from now or two weeks from now, you'll be armed with that knowledge to be more or at least more equipped to make a better decision because you have a better feel for what's going on. And there's 
people don't think as a small business, they can do what big business does sometimes. And that's incorrect. I have friends in other industries that run service-based businesses and ones that were really smart, like when oil was going through the roof, right? Like it affected everybody's margins. Like you couldn't react fast enough to gas going up at the pump, pretty much what, 10, 20 cents daily sometimes. You couldn't react to that and 30 cents on $3 is a 10% input increase cost like overnight. If you know it costs $5,000 a year to run a truck around and you got another $5,000 laying around, what does the airplane industry do? They buy futures in the oil market. So had you taken $5,000 input costs and $5,000 in the futures market and bought yourself oil futures, well, you could have made yourself 50% return on your money and that would have covered a lot of that increased costs. So there is small businesses that do that stuff, but they have to be in tune to the marketplaces. And that's like a real complex thing, but it's not that complex when you think about it. But you are making predictions and you are essentially trying to hedge certain situations. And that goes back to where we were in September of 2020 when we did talk about trichlor prices and I was out there, okay, look, I'm seeing the information from the manufacturers of what's going to come here. There is a nervous tone out there regarding the supply chain of trichlor. And I thought on Wednesday night when we talked about it, I thought it was 100 bucks a bucket at that point. And you quickly corrected me that it was in the 80s. And I confirmed it was in the 80s at that time. And oh, he didn't believe me? That's, that's why not, I love you. You're not a reliable matter. source, John. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we were talking about it going to $150. And I said something crazy at the time, which is go finance your house at 3%, take a refi out and go buy as much trichlor as you can. Now, well, that's the same concept we're talking about here in, in oil futures, right? Had you bought that and paid even 10% interest on the cost of those goods, call it 100 grand to trichlor, so it cost you 10 grand. That trichlor became quickly worth $200,000. Like the price more than doubled. So the value of that trichlor doubled, or your cost would have doubled, however you want to look at it. Paying attention is tremendously valuable, regardless if you're new to this industry and you have 10 pools on route or you're massive and you're now a private equity backed company with thousands of pools on route it doesn't matter it all matters the input costs truly matter and uh, they can make the difference at the end of the year of the profitability line of the overall business and there's a lot of things moving like i looked last night and i joked with the team it looks like orange juice prices are the new trichlor prices so orange juice is skyrocketing in price right nobody's talking about it yet eggs were the last thing everybody talked about but who pays attention to orange juice prices i do i'm the weirdo that pays attention to orange juice prices so but it's telling us things and what it's telling us is inflation may not be over with And come Tuesday, the marketplace learns about that through a CPI print, which is the consumer price index. And a lot of that matters to us as an industry. If steel prices are going up, if concrete prices are going up, if fuel prices are going up, if lodging's going up, all that stuff matters. If you're hiring employees and all of a sudden it's more expensive to live in your city, that changes the dynamic of your business. There's a lot of things going on that we have to pay attention to as business owners. And I try to bring that information when I jump on these podcasts. 
Yeah. And I think one of the challenges is in our industry, we get a lot of the small business owners, those people that are jumping in, they want to start their business. And that's one of the things that they do is they get into that mindset of, I've got 70 pools. I'm happy. I just want to do my own thing. I just want to live under this bubble type thing without like picking their head up and taking a look at everything that's going on. And then next thing you know, they're really affected. And these last couple of years, for a lot of these pool pros, even though we were talking about it, talk about rate increases and they needed to increase their rates. And even though we talked about it and even John used to say, oh my God, I'm tired about talking about it. Even though we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, there was still a lot of pool pros back there that still just had their head down, did nothing about it until it was too late. Some of them out of the market, the other ones paying the price, obviously, for doing that. So I think it's important for everybody to really lift your head outside of that bubble that you have and pay attention a little bit to what's going on in the market. Yeah. And look, you guys are an excellent resource. They don't have to go out and study all the things that everybody else studies. Find a resource that you trust, that you can pick up the phone and call or listen to a podcast And that be your hour and a half trusted resource of what I should do the next week, month, year. And some of that will be great information that's applicable. Some of it may not be applicable at all to your business, but ultimately find the resource you trust and then stick with it because you guys bring a ton of value, whether it's Wednesday night or these Friday morning deals, you're always bringing some sort of value that can help the overall business for whether it's the pool professional, retailer, or distributor, there's all sorts of good nuggets coming out of this based on your guest and the three of you. And ultimately, if people listen and they trust it, I think they'll find that their businesses will perform better if they apply some of the advice coming out of the podcast. Uh, thank you. We appreciate that. Now, let me dive in here. Let me ask you, and maybe you could tell you, you're really good about talking about this, but can you give us a little bit of an update of what you see with the economy? I'll describe it as everybody's flat-footed. It's a wait-and-see environment. Money was cheap for a long time, which allowed businesses to purchase other businesses for revenue or people to go out and refinance their homes or borrow cheaply to do things around the house that they wish to do. Obviously, the stock market ripped, so a lot of people were able to sell off gains in that area and be cash buyers of things they wanted to be cash buyers of. I don't think we've really seen, based on the data, any slowdown in overall spend by a consumer. It's just where they're spending. We were trapped in our homes, so our homes became a whole bunch more valuable to us, and ultimately, that's where we allocated money to. Now everything's opened up. I see every day a new country reducing their COVID testing restrictions to come in and out of their country. So we're starting to see capital invested into travel, luxury travel, especially vacations. That's still driving the pool business. We're seeing like massive resorts and lagoons built and all sorts of complex water features. So ultimately, we're just seeing the capital spend move but it's more expensive for capital. So people are thinking a little bit more about where they spend and who they spend it with. And ultimately, this goes to this. the business climate has moved to, it's out there to get, you have to go earn it. It's not going to just be granted to you because you were the person that picked up the phone that day and serviced them. And it doesn't mean you didn't do a great job in 20 and 21 and 22. It just means that accessibility to you earns you the business at that point in time. 
Now, if the pool pump goes out in the backyard, whether it needs a motor or an upgrade to a variable speed pump, you may see that customer shop two or three people because, you know, it's a little bit more expensive now to spend the same money and the price has gone up and the money's not as cheap. So ultimately, you're going to have to earn it. And earning it may be as simple as being the one to actually follow up to maybe offering something a little bit different than what the marketplace has been traditionally offering. Whatever it may be, it's going to have to be earned. That's the new climate overall that I see both on the macro and within our industry. It's times like these that I get excited because this is when you see a lot of like disruption, right? This is when people really have to get creative and come up with new ways of doing things. And this is when you see that innovation start happening. And as exciting as it was and as easy as it was through the last few years to close deals, bigger sales, things like that. I look at this as kind of like a challenge. Like now we have to start taking a hard look at where can we improve our services? Where can we, now we have to work for those sales. What can we do better? So to me, it's required to go through these stages because that's how ultimately we improve as service providers and improve as an industry. So it has its challenges, but I think it's good in a lot of ways too. Great point. And I want to jump on what Jared was talking about. We spoke on it on Wednesday. The difference is there's going to be some people out there with a false sense of security that this just this incoming flow of potential customers and and it's that was their norm. That's what they were experiencing because maybe they just got in the industry or for whatever the reason may be. They just thought they everything's going to be great for the rest of their life. Customers are just going to constantly call and the economy is going to, it was unsustainable for it to stay that way in a healthy correction. Absolutely needed in anything in order for you to be able to maintain it. Otherwise you just come crashing down. And Zach, like what you said is businesses, usually you help you differentiate yourself from the competition by adding more value to your clients, right? Or being that reputable company or being that name that is constantly being seen out there, having a great reputation, following up, following through, right? Doing quality work. Those are the types of things that help gain or attract clients towards you because there isn't an infinite pool of work out there. There's a lot of work out there, and but there are also many choices. So the only thing I see a little different is this time going around into it, there's a lot more pull companies, I believe, or a lot of people that are out there that probably shouldn't have survived in normal times because of the business practices that they were doing. And it's not a knock on them. And it's not because that I believe that's what they are trying to do or wanted to do. It's just simply a lack of experience, maybe, or, or understanding. And you will start to see when any correction happens, right, that it's going to get a little tougher for those companies out there. And if you don't have your SOP or your policies or a game plan really dialed in on how to attract customers instead of a way to find to fit in customers, that was the mentality. Like, where do I find the time to do this? Now it's like, where do I find the customers to fill my time? If you don't jump on that real quick, I'm afraid to say that there's going to be a lot that are going to fall to the wayside. And the companies that have been doing it or the companies that have built up that reputation or that solid business acumen that we always talk about, right? Understanding your numbers, understanding your community, your environment. Those companies are going to continue to thrive because it's been business as usual. And in reality, and I know it's been like this with us, it's been so busy where it's like, we can't even take the clients. And there's no way I can really capitalize as much as I wanted to simply because what we have to do is we're very cautious because we want to protect what we've built 
and I know this with a lot of other business owners and pool companies that I've spoken to, is like, hey, time out. When everything was plentiful, it's don't overextend yourself and screw yourself in the long run. You start taking chances and doing extra things that you're not supposed to do. And some, something has to give. There's only seven days in a week. There's only so many hours you can put in. And if you start disappointing your community, those things people start to remember. So we actually couldn't really do, we couldn't capitalize on as much business as we had, where some people were just like, hallelujah, of course I'll do it. Of course I'll do it. Of course I'll do it. Sure, sure. But now, you know, when things start to correct and things start to go back a little bit, it's just like I said, the businesses that have already had that strong foundation are going to continue to thrive. Now it's showtime for the other companies and say, hey, did you learn from what you went through? And were you prepared for when it's not as plentiful? I don't know. That's just my thought. And certainly there's more pools in the ground today than there was yesterday. And what I mean by that is 2022, there was a ton of pools built, and there will be a ton of pools built in 2023 as well, not to the excess level that we saw over the last few years, but certainly more pools will be in the ground. Your services will be in more demand, but ultimately it comes down to who's going out there, who's getting it. And there's so many little things. Marketing is so key to every business. So For those that can't take on more business, that's understandable, and it's wanting to make sure you're offering your customers quality service still. But for those that are new to the industry and experience rapid growth because of the demand of the industry during that time and still have the scalability, you didn't really have to market all that much. Now, marketing strategies will matter, and... It's a matter of business following attention, right? If your name's out there in front of the potential consumer at that point in time, whether that be word of mouth to a Facebook ad or everything in between that are options, you have to be there when that consumer is trying to make a decision between one company and another company or just trying to figure out they just bought a new home in Texas and they're ultimately looking for who they're going to go with. They can do anything from ask their neighbor to Yelp to Facebook, to you name the platforms out there. So if you're not there and you're not talked about in a great way in that place, you're not getting the business. And that's where the focus needs to shift, that you have to be in front of the potential consumer some way, somehow. How do you plan to do that as your business is totally up to you. John and Zach, you guys have thriving businesses with a great reputation. So if the neighbor moves in, you're most likely going to get that recommendation. But that's years of compounding that you've performed to be able to have that word of mouth. A newer business is going to have to somehow get one video testimonial from a key customer and use that as an ad out there. They're going to have to go about it differently than you because they don't have that scale of referral word of mouth business that some of the larger entities have out there. So everybody has to think about their business a little bit differently. Yeah, you, you said something. I don't mean to keep jump keeping on the subject, but I think it's very important. People have a choice. We've always had choices, but when you need to get something done or you want to get something done, and sometimes every good contractor or every great business is completely slammed and you need to have it, eventually sometimes you settle when there's just so much stuff out there. And that's what's happening or that's what's happened before where clients were like, I just need somebody to take care of this. And it's not so much, 
we're in a position where for us, for instance, when we needed toilet paper, we're willing to spend, I'll give you a great example here, right? Look, it's cigarette. We banned menthol cigarettes in California and we usually pay eight bucks a pack, nine bucks a pack or whatever it was. I'm not going to reveal my sources, but I found some menthol cigarettes in a carton. And I'm sitting there going down. I felt like I'm doing a drug deal, right? And I'm whatever. You're going to get arrested. I got them at like 12, 13 bucks a pack or something like that. I'm, I don't care. Whatever. Just bring it. And it's like supply and demand. And it's, I don't care what I'm paying. I just need it right now. And I can't wait because I know I can go to Texas next week I'm going there and I'm able to buy them for 50 bucks if I wanted to for a car revealing your source and I can do whatever I want there and I know I can have it but I need it now so I'm settling and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get so and that might not be the perfect analogy but it's the truth and what Jared was saying is like people have a choice now they're going to be more cautious with where they spend their money not that they're not going to spend the money they're going to be more cautious and make sure they're getting the best value for their dollar especially in times where we have worries of inflation and we have prices are going through the roof and the unemployment has skyrocketed and people don't have money and things like that where it's feast or famine what we need to worry about is our cutting corners no it's just that we value our money now a lot more because things are a little bit more expensive and we're still going to spend it but we're going to make sure we're going to get the most for our dollar or and not necessarily in terms of who can give me the most for the money like as far as product but where can i get the best experience And where can I get the best quality of work for that amount of money? Because I care about how it gets done. So that's the difference that we see now. And this is where you get to shine. And those of you out there that have built a successful business with integrity and that have values, right? And stuff like that. You guys, this is where it all comes back. And the other ones are going to have to either figure away, either sink or swim. Yeah, that was perfect. And it's actually reversed of what you just said. I mean, I think the January job additions were like a half a million jobs. The prediction was like 200,000 new jobs, and it came out at a half a million new jobs. So employment's at a record low. What does that mean? That means there's more demand. People have more money. Ultimately, there's more people shopping for the same goods. So when unemployment's higher, you'll see disinflation start to play into deflation, play into things. But right now, this is why the feds are scared and saying we may have to continue to raise interest rates. Employment is so healthy that there's 1.9 job openings for every one person in the United States. That's like today's data. So ultimately, when you have high employment, there's just there's a fight for goods. And as long as there's a fight for goods, that makes things more expensive. And ultimately, that's dry, that is the, whether you look at it as a headwind or tailwind based on how you look at it, that's what's driving us right now. Full employment, massive employment, wages are going up. It's still driving demand for goods. And that could change in a moment's notice. It does. But right now, it's not looking like anything is slowed down. You just talked about it, John. You need more employees to scale to ultimately service the demand you have. And even though that demand slowed down a bit from the previous years, the demand's still there and you can't get to them unless you go out and hire an employee. And guess what? That employee is more expensive this year than it was last year and more expensive last year than it was the year before that. So we have not seen a change in that environment. 
So what do you see with inflation coming up? Like you said, the cost of living has gotten higher. When you have employees, the value of their money doesn't get them as far. You have to take that into consideration. Cost of goods has gone up, so prices have to increase and people are being more strict with how they spend their money. So where, what do you see moving forward? Man, it's a mixed bag, right? Used car prices came down and then the last two months they've been increasing again. There are some weird underlying things right now that are just kind of showing me it's a mixed bag. I'm not sure we I'm not sure anybody knows where it's going when it comes to inflation. We did see a pullback from really high inflation over the last few months, but the predictions for what's coming is that we're going to see an uptick in inflation again. That is not good. That means that interest rates will have to increase to slow down the economy. So I think we're in a possible inflection point that makes it tough to predict where we're going, but we've all seen gas prices start to creep up again and we've we've certainly seen weird food price disruption and eggs and eggs wasn't really an input inflation it was a virus situation yeah it was the bird flu but those have a material impact on the inf- overall inflation like rent prices were coming down but now home builders and these big developers are slowing things down in real time so that's going to drive demand for homes like if you look at home values they were decreasing for pretty much since January 2022 to now, we're starting to see home prices creep back up slowly as interest rates have dropped a little bit on mortgages. It's tough. I think it's crazy. Inflation's starting to restart again. I don't know. I just would be cautious that we're in an environment that has a mixed bag of indicators and we have to be super conscientious, as you said, of like you said, employees feeling this real-time cost. They got to go buy that dozen eggs. It's still a dollar more than it was when this whole crisis started in the eggs. That's a 50% price increase in the cost of eggs. Now, it was 200 300%, but reality is the settle, the means is still a 50% increase in, in the cost of eggs. And that has an impact. And it's not just eggs, right? It's all these input costs. And we have to... Now orange juice. Yeah, now orange juice. So I'm just thinking, John, I'm just thinking that we're getting ready to go to the Western show. And last time we spent $100 in breakfast for me, you, and Janie. So now I'm afraid. Look, that- I don't care about spending <laughs> breakfast that much if it's decent. God, it was, and it was not even What's terrible. your hotel cost it was like a, this year? It was, I guarantee you it's more than last year. Oh, uh, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, so, all these input hey, costs are still way inflated. Impact. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When I come back, I have another question that I want to jump in and ask Jared. We'll be right back. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. 
Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We are talking to Zach. We're talking to Mr. Jared Schwab and the fastest knitter in the West, Mr. JJ Flawless. So, John, I do have to tell you before we continue, I'm just going to throw it out there. Zach, you can tell me if you agree, Jared. So John's kind of trying to fill his beard all the way up here. So that's why he got his fuzz right there. Zach, tell me if I'm wrong, but doesn't his face now look chubbier just because he's getting that, that build right there? Talk to you like that, John. I think you look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate. You look good. Don't hate. 
Thanks, brother. Dude, start. you're starting to look chubby oh, no. from the bottom. Uh, Re- Janie, by the way, big shout out to everybody that's been online over here. We've been so deep that I've not given some huge shout outs out here. So everybody over here on the chat, a big, huge shout out there. And uh, David over here is going, damn, dude, throwing shade at you. Janie's going, wow. Janie, tell me if I'm wrong, but look at Sean's face down to the bottom. He looks like a little bit more chubby. He looks like... What was the name of the kid, the famous kid from, Jared, that movie where the kids are playing baseball um, out in the Sandlot. park in the summer? Sandlot. Sandlot. And the kid says, you're killing me, Smalls. You're kind of like with that chubby little face like that, what John's kind of going for right there. No, but look. Let's you're give killing him, him Smalls. Because right it's the worst <laughs> thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is, you know, you probably waited all break to come up Jan- with this Janie. joke. And then you deliver it and you fall flat. That makes me no, feel good. Yeah, you're getting that chubby face right there. Look, like you're tilting your head up like that, and you just look chubby just right from the bottom. Anyways, Janie's going, he's handsome no matter what. Yeah, of course Janie's going to say that. What is she going to say? No, you're ugly? I'm just glad you guys aren't in the same room right now. This could have gotten real ugly real quick. <laughs> Zach, I know that you had some questions that you wanted to ask. Did you want to jump in and ask that? I have a couple questions yes, for Jared. I do want to ask this because I'm curious. I want to throw this at all three of you, but I'll start with Jared. So my question is, as companies with employees, maybe on the medium to large size of company experience all of this inflation and increased operating costs, you should theoretically increase your prices. But we know that consumers are being more cautious with their spending. So my question, is there a point where it doesn't matter how good your reputation is or how good your services or the value that you're giving them to where you're just priced out? So it depends on the demographic of customer you're servicing, ultimately where your prices can go. There is going to be a cap to where pricing can go. I think what you have to look at in those scenarios where you're hitting a cap is what additional services you can do in the same period of time you're at that backyard, right? If we're in the backyard for X time, What does our total billable dollars need to be for that time to justify all the increased costs that we've we've experienced from fuel to wages to the commodities that we put in, chlorine, acid, salt, whatever it may be? So I think there's room in every market still based on what I've experienced or seen as price, but ultimately there always is a cap based on the demographic of customer you're servicing based on their means to afford that service. And during the last real down cycle, we certainly saw a move from using a service company to take care of a pool to the DIY customer. And that's something to be conscientious of depending on the demographic you're servicing. The executive that owns a company will probably always pay for pool service because simply they value their time at a certain price. But the middle class homeowner has to start looking at what's easier, the lawn or the pool. And I can only afford one of these services. So, you know, you have to be there educating them on your value of why they should keep the pool service. Because if they don't keep the pool service, they're going to destroy their finish or they're going to destroy their equipment. And there's long-term, very expensive cost by making these mistakes. Well, it seems easy watching me for 20 or 30 minutes in the backyard every day or once a week, excuse me, or twice a week if you're servicing twice a week. It looks easy, but if I do this job wrong, it'll cost you a heat exchanger or it'll blow out your motor seal or it'll do this or that. Most homeowners don't know that. 
If you educate them on that, like I pay for an air conditioning person to come twice a year in Arizona. If I don't, and they're not checking the capacitors, and like even I'm proactive about it. If they come to me and say, like I work out of the house when I'm here, they come to me in the spring and say, your capacitor, it looks like it's aged and you can replace it now for whatever it is, 75 bucks, which is just ridiculous for a capacitor. But they charge it to me and I do it because... In the middle of the summer, if my AC goes out, I'm not getting somebody here in a day unless I'm paying 500, 750 emergency call prices. It's not okay for me. So it depends on the demographic of customer and it depends on how you promote your service to them in creating that value ultimately. And there's an example from another industry, but we can certainly do that in our industry by explaining how our expertise actually saved them money over time. Hey, a couple quick things over here. Uh, John, just to let you know, Shannon over here is going, it's winter. John is hibernating. And then the other thing, Lindsay over here is going, I was thinking the same. We have hit our ceiling of rates. We are a good percentage above others in our area. No raising rates, just increase the clientele. And Lindsay, I have to give you a shout out because you've been, she came into the industry, guys, what, two, three years ago, maybe at the beginning of the pandemic. But Lindsay, you're always delivering that high quality service, that high quality customer service, and you're going to see that and you're going to see that growth. And you were talking about it on the Instagram live, but just have to continue to focus on what you do well with your service and you'll be able to picking up that clientele. And for her, can she look at buying differently? Can she, now that she's got that scale, can she use it as leverage to buy better? I would bet the answer is yes. Working with the right individuals within her area, sharp reps will make sure that she's armed with what promotions, what's out there. We rep a salt system manufacturer that's about to launch a buy six, get one, like, Right now, nobody's talking salt, but come April, everybody's going to want a salt system, especially if chlorine prices are still high, right? That'll drive demand. But that promo won't be around in April because we know the demand's there. So you buy it now, I mean, one free on six, that's just crazy savings and crazy profitability, or it allows you to get aggressive across seven individual customers that may not have pulled the trigger on upgrading to a salt system. So there's so much you can do out there if you're working with your partners. Let me ask you this, and this perfect example. So you have Lindsay, and Lindsay's out in the panhandle in, in Florida. What would be your recommendation for her to to go to those reps, and what would the conversation be like? I guess get to is if she doesn't have the experience, what would that conversation go like, her being a pool pro towards that rep? Yeah. So I would go back first and look at like last year's business that you've done on whether it be pump, heater, filters, chlorine, acid, like name all of the things that you sell or use in your business. And then everyone has their preferred partner for equipment. And I would sit down with that particular vendor and find out about their programs that they offer. And everybody's a little bit different. And then Ask them, hey, I anticipate selling a dozen this or two dozen that or whatever. And could you help me get a better deal? I can't imagine any rep. That's like music to our ears. I want to buy from you today. If you get me this, I will buy it today, which for us, we want to ensure that business comes 
flows our way. So we're going to go to work. It's going to be the next conversation would be like, who's your preferred distributor partner? Have you worked with that particular outside sales rep that's in your area for that particular branch and that entity? Let's bring them into the conversation. So it's a few stages. But first, like any business, you have to know your numbers. You have to know what you're going to use because if you can't communicate what your anticipated demand is, well, then the thought process is you're buying one by one. There's there's nothing we can do. Freight gets cheaper when you don't have to ship things one by one. So we could just start with that aspect. There's so many little things that are input costs that get cut out when you start buying in scale, but ultimately you have to be able to communicate that and you have to have the capital or the credit lines or whatever means necessary to do that kind of stuff. Follow-up question on that. And this is more of a bigger picture, but if someone were to go buy in bulk and $50,000 worth of product XYZ, is there a chance at this point, this inflection point where we don't really know that they could be caught with a bunch of inventory that the price pulls back slightly because supply is getting back to a normal or is that a safe bet? Certainly commodity stuff can pull back like your chlorines, your acids, things that are marketplace driven based on input costs that change a ton. Do I think you're going to see equipment get cheaper? No, we pretty much have marketplace price increases year over year ever since the beginning of time like it does margins have to be maintained especially at publicly traded companies so that that's the key right there that's the key right there they have publicly traded they have to maintain that margin period end of story so i love it yeah i mean no let's put that on jared's prediction I, i think you will see at times specials out there but what What companies will do is they'll leave the selling price where it is and maybe offer an instant rebate at the counter or things like that. Will you see some of that to move inventory in the next year? Yeah, I do. But once we hit summertime, there's enough demand out there just based on the install base of swimming pools that no one's going to give it away then. In the wintertime, we're like everybody's, we don't know what's going to happen this year. It could be a terrible year this year. Inventory's high. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Like it could get 100 degrees in Florida tomorrow and out here in Arizona. And all of a sudden, we didn't think it was going to be so warm so early in the year. And boom, we're off to the races. And no one's going to give a deal then. So, like, you have timing matters. And I think that you can out negotiate any price reduction you may see, right? So, you get into a fifty or hundred thousand dollar purchase, which is just massive. There's not many people that are going to do that. So let's talk like five, ten thousand dollars a pallet worth, things of that nature. I certainly think you can negotiate deals out there today that would still beat any price reduction that you may see in the summer. So there's a prediction for you. I do not think that if you wait till summer, you'll get a better deal <laughs> than if you negotiated a deal today. Now, let me ask you something. So you talk about that the publicly traded companies need to maintain their margins. Do you see an opportunity for the smaller guy or company in the industry that isn't publicly traded and as price comes down for them to be able to position themselves in a better spot to be able to offer that product, still have a good profit margin and still be cheaper than the big three? 
there's a lot of dynamics involved because obviously a small manufacturer can't buy the chips or the plastics or the things at the aggressive pricing that the bigger manufacturers can. So that's certainly there's a chance that one's tough. It's, but it's, it's tough to answer that yeah. question based on every individual's business and how they're running it, how they're buying, so on and so on. Yeah, there's certainly just too many variables to to give a prediction on that one. See that, John? I didn't get a prediction. Ask better questions. Where I'm going with that is I, I, I don't put things out there I don't have a high level of conviction on. So if I say it, it typically means I have a high level of conviction. And have I been wrong? Certainly. We're all wrong sometimes. But if I'm going to put something out there publicly in front of a large audience, I'm going to have a high level of conviction as I did in September 2020. And I do have about things now. I just think there's still too many pools being built and too much demand coming online that you're not going to see this crazy dramatic pull down in, in prices. Yeah. Have we seen Tricor come down a little bit as we talked about Wednesday night? Certainly. Do I think we'll be back at $83 a bucket ever again? Nope. So that means over the course of time, prices increased. And it's not going back and we're not going negative pools. We're not going to see a hundred thousand pools filled in with sand and cemented over this year. Like it's not happening. So demand's increasing every single year. And unless manufacturers put out more supply, you won't see prices deteriorate, right? Smart manufacturers are out there predicting the market. So they're going to increase or decrease their production based on demand, trying to keep price stability. So you're just not going to see, yes, did we get panic buying in the end of this frenzy? And is there some things that are overloaded in the supply chain? Certainly. But if you talk to most companies out there, it's starting to balance out and it'll continue to balance out. And the distributors, instead of sending a new order to the manufacturer, they're transferring from New England to California. So this thing's going to get itself worked out pretty quickly, especially when spring and summer come around. It's just, it's not great, but it's not like, it's not doom and gloom. It's just not. So we've talked about it a little bit, but it just seems that we're kind of going back to our normal. We're not going into the negative territory, but what's gone away is just the craziness of the last two years, which John was saying was unsustainable, right? This wasn't going to last a lifetime. So it just seems we're not going into the doom and gloom. We're just going back to our normal day-to-day in the pool industry. For sure. It's like your kids. They get everything they want, all of a sudden, and then it goes back to reality and they're like spoiled. We were all spoiled for the last couple of years as far as opportunities and growth and tons of revenue coming in, or at least opportunities to make revenue and more pools than you knew what to do with. And then now when it's getting back to reality, but still way further than we were like three, four years ago, as far as like growth, we get like we're spoiled little princesses sometimes. And I think, oh, where's everybody at? Well, no, things are great. I was just on break. I was just thinking, I go, the one thing I think I like the most about this whole thing that happened was that the understanding to me, I always hated telling my clients or my customers that because we've always been booked like two weeks out in any kind of work because we're constantly busy and doing things. And it was always tough because we want to always deliver amazing customer service and to be able to deliver with whatever they need in a timely fashion when they need it and being available and do those types of things. And it was always hard to say, guys, I'm sorry, it's going to be, I'm a week out, I'm two weeks out, I'm three weeks out, I can't get to it for three or four weeks. And now 
clients are very understanding of time scales. Like to worry if you tell a customer, I'm going to be, I, I'm sorry, guys, I'm a week out. Everybody, that's it? A week? Oh, that's great. Let's do it. Because they've been almost trained and they have that understanding of what they went through because we can't, it's hard for them to understand our world and what we were going through and the things that we had to do. But now when they start in their world and their bubble they live in, they start to see when it impacted them and the time frames and how long it took to get things and months with COVID and inventory supplies and labor and all that kind of stuff. It created a respect, almost like a mutual respect to where when you deliver that message, now it's a much softer blow. So with us, that's like a plus. Nah, that's I look at it such like, a good cool. point because supply chain, like everyone knows what supply chain is now. And it's cool. You yeah. get it, right? And it's not, I'm not delivering. You understand the troubles we're going through. And when I tell you I can do it in a week or two to you, that's all oh, amazing. I thought it was going to take like six months and, for you to get it done. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm the best. I can do it in two and weeks. you used to have <laughs> an MBA to know what just-in-time manufacturing was and like the entire right. world learned about just-in-time manufacturing. <laughs> And it was the theory taught in every major business school up until 2020. And now it's, oh, crap. The entire theory on how we should manufacture and deliver goods was flipped entirely upside down. And people are still figuring it out. Like, we're still figuring it out. But ultimately, yeah. I think same with us on the manufacturer side. Even you guys as professionals have started to understand what manufacturers yeah. are capable of. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're thankful. We, ha- oh, we have a date. You know what I mean? Like, oh, four weeks? That's fine. We have a date. And opposed to, I don't know. Who knows? They're coming when they come in. It could be a year. I remember yeah. we were waiting for an IntelliFlow, I think, for six months or eight months. Nobody knew anything. And it was probably one of the most frustrating things ever. But, you know, just hearing a date and saying, oh, yeah, it's, oh, we can get it in. Give us a couple of weeks. Or, yeah, we got some coming in. That's amazing to us. And it's worked. Like you said, that's another good point. And looking at it from a different perspective and a different lens us, the consumers, because we're the consumers to you, that we're a lot more understanding, that we get it because we've been through it now and we're not as spoiled as we were in the past. So a lot of good things come out of these. You know, it's all helps us grow and just become better businessmen and women and just understanding the whole, the minutia of it all and, and how it really works. And it just makes us better prepared so that we can make better decisions and we can be better at what we do. It's one of the most awkward conversation or some of the most awkward conversation. Like, I don't know. Can't tell you. I don't know. People are like, okay. Yeah. Hey, over here, by the way, just, I love everybody on our chat. So John, just to let you know, I have David over here and David, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your last name, but he goes, for the love of God, listen, I will buy you a pack of AA batteries and send them straight if you agree to put them in your smoke alarm. Hell, I'll throw in an extra pack. Uh, look, I haven't even heard it. Jared, were you, do you, have you heard it? I don't pick it up. I mean, See? But- it's going off, but see, selective, right? It's like, whatever. Yeah. I still was hoping like you would tell like- me that I need a fix today. Like, I'll do anything it takes to get a fix because I was going to charge you. A ridiculous, ridiculous amount. Come out there and fix that fire alarm for you. Oh, big huge shout out to you out there, David. Appreciate it. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's take our last word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. 
The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open fleet spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series FOSS Remove or FOSS Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We are talking to Mr. Jared Schwab, and specifically, I'll tell you what it is that we are doing. We are doing Pool Industry Predictions 2023 with Mr. Jared Schwab. Situation here. I get all the questions asked, but I want to ask a question. Oh, shoot. You guys extract a lot through talking through all these podcasts, but us as an industry on the representative side or the manufacturer side, from your opinion, as we go through this 2023, what can we do as manufacturers and reps to help the industry overall? What do you think is the one thing we can do most? And I want each of you guys to answer that question. What can we do most in 2023 to help the industry, help the working class of the industry out? Ooh. Who wants to go first? I really know John wants to go well, first and he's got I, something to say, but he's I don't gonna, know if I should go first. I should go last. And maybe I should last. think about it first because what I have to say, okay. <laughs> I know right, it <laughs> might look, I don't care. No, I'll tell the truth. I got plenty to say on it. So if Zach, if you want to go or if you guys want me to go, but mine is probably won't be the, the most PC thing to say, but I'm going right. to say regardless. So I could go first, John, so that w- we can finish with you. Look, I think the last, not the last two years, but I know John will go into detail in it, but especially the last two years have been crazy. You call them whatever, shit show, crazy, whatever it's been. So there's been a lot of reps and I'm not saying you guys, Jared, because you guys are pretty freaking awesome. You guys set the standard a lot for the industry, but there's a lot of reps that have been absent. There's been a lot of reps that haven't answered the phone. And in a way you go, is that normal? Or is it just because it was so crazy, right? That you've got everybody and your mom calling you, trying to get a hold of you. You don't have products. You can't support them. So what was that like? So I think it'll be very interesting. And I think the opportunity continues to be, and I have this conversation with everybody and nobody listens, but those manufacturers that will be successful will be those that a have a part in education in order to help build the pool pro that's coming into the industry a pool guy that has been buying from x company for 50 years will continue to buy from x company for 50 years but as a rep the opportunity sits in those pool pros that are coming new into the industry that don't have a lot of experience that don't have a lot of resources and there's the opportunity for those reps to go and create those relationships and cre- create loyal customers. With that said, I know a lot of people tell me that's easier said than done, right? Because you have so many new people coming into the industry. And then the other bite back that I get from people is they're not all great pool pros that you know that you could support. Like some of them are good, some of them aren't. But that's the challenge. You have to weed through them to figure out which are going to be the ones that are going to grow in the industry and be the future of the industry. So I say for the reps that are out there is if you want to really get a lot of those pool pros buying from you, you have to help grab those new people that are coming in and educate them in X, Y, Z, right? It could be that your your specialty is one thing. Focus on that one thing, right? With the new people that you're able to talk to. And that's going to create a relationship where then that person is going to be willing to talk to you about all the other products that you have. And I think that's one of the biggest missed opportunities in our industry. The other thing is that manufacturers need to understand that they have to service their customers. And what I mean by that 
is a training class at Tuesday at nine o'clock in the morning is the dumbest thing to me. It's just stupid. Who is going to take a Tuesday off? If Zach wants to take all 10 guys to go train them, he's not going to pull them out of his route on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to go train these people. Like you still have pools to do. You still have work to do. So find the way to be able to get to that core, to help them, to educate them, to help them be better, but also be conscious that a lot of those people are working Monday through Friday from nine to five. So unless you're going to do something in the evening or something on the weekend, it becomes very difficult for them to be able to to get to those trainings and get to those things. So I think that's one of the biggest opportunities for those manufacturer reps is to get out there to educate and then create those relationships. I'm just going to second that because that's 100% where I'm at to answer your question. And I think a lot of what's overlooked from the manufacturer side is the employee side of it, right? A lot of these trainings are geared towards the owner operator and their ability to, like Edgar said, take a Tuesday training or a Wednesday training. But as we grow, one of the challenges is I can't be out there imparting my knowledge onto every single person that comes into our business. And this is a higher turnover business. So if I were to do that, I would never have any time to focus on growing the company and operating the company. So how can I leverage my manufacturers to educate my employees so that they can go out and do a better job? And when they can go out and do a better job, we can grow more. We can take on more pools. We can use more products. We can sell more things, which in turn puts money back into the manufacturers. So I'm just in total agreement with Edgar. I think the education piece is huge. Here's the other thing is over here you have David going 1,000%. I can never get to any trainings because they are always, in all caps, doing them while I'm working. And then here's the other thing, and John, I'll let you go next, but... Here's the other thing is you're a manufacturer rep, Jared, and you're out there and you and Corey and your team go way beyond. You guys will truly help the pool pro. If I call you and it's a different product, it doesn't matter. You're going to have that conversation with me and you're repping products and you're really giving that customer service out there. But that's not the case with all the other manufacturers. So I think that's one of the biggest struggles is getting them to understand that it's not the distributor's job to train and help the pool pro, it's the manufacturer's job. And I think that kind of gets passed a little bit towards the distributors and then like, we sell you the product to get out there and you help educate. And it's like, no, it's your product. You have to create these resources and you have to help the pool pro. John, I'll stop talking. I'll no. go into my rant. First of all, much respect to you, Jared, for asking that question. We got to sit back and it's not easy to ask a question, especially saying, hey, pretty much tell me how we can do better, how I can do better, right? And then not only just do it in a private setting, which is already tough enough, but to just throw it out here live and huge respect for you for doing that. I wish there were a lot more people out there with that mindset because too often we get to the point where we're too worried about our feelings and we tiptoe around facts or ways to actually help better people or make them better what they do because they truly genuinely want to be better. But we're more worried about are we going to hurt somebody's feelings over over the truth, right? So we have to dance around it. And this has been a hot topic. I've had many conversations with Edgar about this. I'm very passionate about this exact question that you asked. And I think it is 
the reps in the industry, I think, play a much more vital role than even you guys think you do and more than the manufacturers believe that you do. And you are really the bridge between us and the man on the or the woman on the you know, up on the castle or on the ivory tower or whatever. My frustration is with reps is that I believe, and I'm saying it again, is that the majority of reps out there, they will step over a dollar to pick up a penny. They don't understand the importance of building the relationship with the individual pool owner, the guy or the girl with the one pole. To them, at that moment, it doesn't make sense for them because they'd rather chase wine and dine or they'd rather impress someone else who has 500 accounts or a builder who builds 200 cookie cutter pools a year. And how do I get them to go from Hayward to Jandy, from Jandy to Pentair, from Pentair to whatever, from here to there, whatever it may be, and playing that game back and forth and who can impress that builder or whatever and thinking that's where it's at. When in reality, I believe those relationships are important and they're an integral part of your guys' business and keeping revenue flowing and stuff like that. I get that. And the metrics or whatever you guys are being graded on or whatever you you decide is what's good or what's not. But the reality is, even though it's a lot more work, every bigger company started from nothing. And if you start to build those relationships with those individuals, that creates a loyalty, that creates a bond, that creates a respect between you and that company to the point to where now you've built a loyal team member or you've built a loyal supporter five, 10 decades beyond. And I'm a prime example of that from when I started. And not to really jump into it too much, but to say, hey, look, I look at reps as a couple things. And I think Alpha West, you guys do shine compared to a lot of the other reps out there. But I still think someone like Alpha West could improve. And you have two different types of reps out there, like Edgar was talking, where you can call a rep and they won't call you back. You can call a rep and maybe they'll they'll get back to you like in a week or whatever it may be because something has to happen or whatever. And then you have that type of relationship. And I think that's like the normal norm. And then you have reps like your guys, like Alpha West, where, yeah, if we called you guys up and we talked to people like you, you would give us that information and you would be more than helpful and you'd help get us taken care of. But to take it a step further, how many rep companies are out there actively seeking to find people like us? Or are you guys just waiting for us to contact you and then build from there? I personally believe we should create like a system to where we can help fix this problem because I think it's a huge problem. And I don't know if it's because of you guys are being rated and scored upon, or I don't know what the metrics are of what makes a good rep because I'm not in that industry and whether or not it's how many sales you get. I think if you change the focus on as far as like how many relationships have you built, how many new people have you brought into our ecosystem opposed to how many people have you gotten from one manufacturer and switched over to the other manufacturer. I think once we get to that point, we'll be in a much better place and you'll be pleasantly surprised. And when I say you'll, I don't mean you necessarily, Jared, I'm talking about reps in general. It'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised in the results from it because there's a lot of people out here that I talk to on the daily that are neglected constantly. And I have to be that bridge to get them so they can get in contact with the rep because I have a relationship with them 
or they'll answer my phone call for whatever reason, right? And why do I have to do that to get them in contact with another guy out there who's doing a phenomenal job and just is looking for some support? So hope that helps, Jared. I love it. I asked the question because we want to hear the feedback and any manufacturer rep that chooses not to hear the feedback, they're ultimately not after growth. And yes, every organization, even the great ones, can improve always. So I appreciate that feedback. And I'm sure many of my team is either listening or will listen. And we will take that feedback and implement changes and grow. So Hopefully others will appreciate it in the same way because it's fun when people are transparent. You really can ultimately grow and grow fast and education's key. And certainly I will be a little uh, braggadocious, I guess, about the Alpha West organization. Certainly if Dean's listening, he was texting me at nine and 10 o'clock last night talking about chemical automation and which pumps to use and so on. So I think if I'm up and you guys are working, I'm working. That's the way I look at it, and that's the way the Alpha West team looks at it. Ultimately, we're your partners. And certainly, if you have questions on product, whether we represent it or not, we grow as you guys grow. And ultimately, I've been fortunate enough to now be one of the younger individuals in the industry, but a rep for 16 years. And I've watched individuals go from a closet in their home to companies that I just am blown away by the size and execution of. And I root for them every day. And we don't always talk every day. Some I talk to five times a day and some it's once a month. But when I get to sit there over a lunch or a breakfast or see how many employees they have and how much their employees love working for them, I just get re-inspired to go harder, go faster. Like I'm rooting for them, but I'm also competing with them. It's a very weird thing, right? But it's just, it's awesome to watch people grow and and go from that closet to 50, 100 employees sometimes. It's just, it's wild. It's awesome. And yeah, if we can help be educators of your employees and take some of that load off, like Zach said, like I'll go in anytime and teach water chemistry because I, I just enjoy talking about it. And I like getting quizzed and I like that interaction. And I think many reps do. It's not always afforded to them or it's not always said, look, for my team, I need 6 p.m. And I understand you have a family and I have a family and I understand you want to do it during normal working hours. But if you want my business and you want my team to promote your products in the marketplace, I need six to eight o'clock on a Wednesday night and just communicate it. Just get out there and communicate what you need. Because I think there's a lot of reps that will step up given the platform to do that, whether they work for a small company or big company. I think you'll be surprised how many want to do that kind of stuff. They're not aware of what the needs are of your business. And That's something reps should be asking. What are the needs of your business? What are your challenges? What are your problems? And maybe that's a product. Maybe that's a training. But ultimately, it's communicating back and forth to achieve growth for both parties. Look, I want to end it with this. and Talk about the little things that matter. This is some of the stuff that sticks in my head, right? And things I remember. And this is where I was like at the point where I think with you, Jared, was like a turn, always had respect for you. And I'll explain the situation or when it happened that I was like, wow, 
Very impressive. I got a lot of love and respect for Jared and his team. I've been in this industry for a while. I'm no new booty, so I've seen it. I've done it. I've seen the ups, the downs. I've gotten to meet a lot of people. Yet to this day, you can go back to the beginning of the podcast, and I've talked about this before. Yet to this day, and I've tried to find, I've sent emails, phone calls, stuff like that. I have yet to still hear from my Hayward rep. I have never had a phone call from Hayward to talk to me about business or talk to me about Hayward and the product and to try to sell their product, right? Or even just build a relationship with my Hayward rep. And I have tried, and I'm not saying I'm somebody that needs to sit here and wait for them to get a hold of me. I have actively tried for years and years and years and years and still haven't received a phone call back. Pentair, I've gotten one call from my rep and that was to tell me that my PIP points were expiring. Every phone call that I've ever sent or made was unreturned. And to me, it became a point where I was like, and this is as as I was growing, where it helped me because it made me very self-sufficient. It drove me to do what we're doing now because I had nobody to help educate me when I started. And everything has been self-taught. And I did it because the environment and just like the culture. And that's why we're so passionate in trying to change that mentality and trying to help people because we know the struggle is real. So we need people out there to help share knowledge and not view each other as competition to help each other. And that's why we've done that. And to get to my point with you is, look, I can't get them to call me back or even talk to me. Not even take me out to lunch or anything. Just talk to me. But I get a call from Jared. And this was like a year and a half ago. Tell me he's on his way through the valley and he wants to stop by my house to, to drop off some strips for me to try. I don't know. You remember that, Jared? You, you brought me test strips. And I'm like, dude, I don't even, I'm in my mind. I'm like, Jared, I don't even use test strips. Bro. You know what I mean? But much love. Come on over. I'm like, that's awesome. Dude, come on. And literally you took the time out and you came to my house and came inside. Right. And we chit chatted and you talked to me about these strips and the trauma. I'm like, sure. Absolutely. But to the me, I was like, I get it. You know, that, that is what we're talking about. Right. Building relationships, talking and stuff like that. And this was not, just recently, this was like a year and a half, almost two years ago when this happened. And, but that's the difference. And I've talked about this with Jandy, right? And the reason why we sold Jandy and the reason why we started with Jandy was because I was literally two weeks or a couple weeks into the business. I don't know, maybe a couple months. And I get a phone call out of the blue from Dave O and he's literally saying, John, da, 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 da. he's all, I heard you just got into the pool industry. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, don't know what's going on. I'm your Jandy rep. Da, da, da. Can I take you out to lunch so we can talk? And, da, da, da. and I was like, absolutely. Sure. And we sat there and we built just an amazing relationship together. And from that point on, that's what I believe. And that's the support I had when I needed, especially at the beginning. So who did I lean on? I leaned on Jandy, right? Because I knew I had that bridge if I ever needed anything. And though I think I only called him once for something. And this was like the first time I ever put in a, not the, well, the first time I had an issue putting in an IQ 2.0. And he was like, I was like, I can't get it to connect. I can't. So, and he was having lunch at the yard house, which was like 35 minutes away. And he's, he's all, I'm over here at the yard house. Da, 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 da. He's all, I go, I'm having an issue. I'm sorry to bother you. He's all, no problem. Give me 20 minutes and I'll be right there. And he strolled down there and he helped me out with it and fixed it. And ever since then, it was like, dude, this is my team. And this is who, this is a name we have on our trucks. But again, it's all about relationships and how you go about it. And I just thought that was a, a little funny story. But to show that those little things is what matters. Dave, I was a badass. I called on him when he was a branch manager, know him as a rep. So 
good dude right there. And to comment on why, I came to you with that particular product because I knew I could trust you to give me honest feedback. I get a lot of, I want people to try something and it's like they think I'm trying to sell them on it and I'm not. I'm trying to get feedback to take back to the manufacturer to produce a product that actually meets the market needs. If it doesn't meet the market needs, I, I can't sell it to save my life, to be honest with you. That's why I do that type of stuff. And I've been known to drop by people's homes quite often to drop things off and do that kind of stuff. And it's honestly because I'm looking for people that I can trust to give honest feedback back that I can take back to a manufacturer that's not an opinion, but it's fact that's credible to be like, if we adjust this or adjust that based on all these individuals' feedback, we may have something here that the marketplace really likes. So it's my way of doing a focus group or however you want to communicate it. And I appreciate your willingness to open up your home to me and got to see the home gym. And I was a little, I think you almost sold me on whatever the total or tonal or whatever that is, but just appreciate it. Appreciate the relationships I have with so many customers and the feedback is just tremendously valuable to make better product, to give that back to the manufacturers. All right. So before we go here, Lindsay, I have one rep that responds quickly. The other one never responds. And then Maria from Ensenada Pools, Frank Quiros from Alpha West is a great rep in Los Angeles. He's always happy to help us. So big shoot, shout out to him. All right. Last thing for everybody listening, we have things in the works that is going to hopefully help fix this issue. All right, Edgar? This is John's oh, project yeah. that he, oh, he, yeah. he brings to me every I'm other day. You, this is something I'm very, we are going to do something that is going to help change for the good. It might not be, it might piss them off, but I think it's going to be a very good thing for the industry. And we got something in the works to help curb this problem that we're having nationwide as far as representatives and manufacturers as well. I think as soon as manufacturers get and understand that you're only as good as the people that work for you, right? And you can have a, an amazing perception of a company simply because of the conduit between that manufacturer. And then you go to a different market and where you have an amazing rep in one area and it's great and everything's beautiful and everybody loves and singing praise and da, da, da. And you go to another area and you have a rep that is just garbage and they automatically think that that manufacturer's garbage, but that's not necessarily the case. So we have to find a way to fix that. And I think it's a very hot topic that isn't very, isn't discussed openly very much in the industry. They talk about it privately and people are bitch and moan and stuff like that, but I don't really see any action that's being put through to change things. And that's why we have so much respect for Alpha West because you guys are on a different playing field because you get that. So we need more of you. Keep it up, Jared. Thanks, Thanks for rocking it. And your team it's, are a bunch of badasses. It's truly the team. It is. And, and you can see team. there's no... When you guys are together, you can feel it, right? You guys are a team, a unit, and it's like family when you guys are around. And it and nobody is better than anybody, and everybody mutually respects each other. And you go, that's just the vibe that you give off, right? Where you see others, or and there, you don't have that camaraderie, or I don't know yeah. what it to may be. To be honest, but you've built a good culture. Yeah. Paul and I may be the, shows. the principals, but I do the same job my guys do day in and day out. So. I'm no, I, I am no different. I have a set of customers that, that definitely come to me first and that's perfectly fine, but I'm here to support them now. I kind of work for them. When a customer calls them with an issue of concern 
or needs to get a hold of a manufacturer. I'm your role, John. I'm the one with the relationship with the manufacturer to make sure we get the execution for the customer that ultimately needs to happen in the marketplace. And I just, I know I took over the podcast a little bit with this question, but I've been around you guys long enough that I felt comfortable to finally throw that out there. And I just want to thank you guys again for just being brutally honest with it. And I hope that all reps elevate because of the conversation we just had, because as we all get better, the industry gets better and more knowledge gets passed on to ultimately the pros out there doing the work. Absolutely. And here's the thing is that same question. Some of the big three have asked me that question and I've given them the same response. So it's not something that don't think that's not talked about, but here we are. Same boat. But you know what? They don't want to do it, guys. We'll change it. We'll just get out there. We'll do the hustle and we'll get the education and we'll make that our mission. Jared, want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate that. We actually need to do this more often, Jared. I know that you get really busy. I know it's difficult to sometimes get you because you're so busy. But I think next time what we need to do is we need to get you out here in Dallas. We need to go to the studio and do a podcast in the studio. John, Zach? Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. That'd be cool. All right. All right, guys. Let's Thank you so it. much for your time. Everybody listening, catch us next Wednesday on our Instagram live. Jared, thanks again. Zach, John, we'll catch you on the next side. Bye, guys. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.